listening to the Alan Carter Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to the program. I don't know about you, but I'm in full panic mode because the end of the world is here again. It's 2020 and already we're not even done the month yet. And how many times have we already got to the point where we think, well, that, well, this is it. It's all over. It's done. I have a deep, deep fear of pandemics. I'm worried about what's going on. Not only that, we got people spilling out into the streets in the city of Toronto. The TTC doesn't work, and Mr. Peanut is dead. Did you? This is true. This is just in. Mr. Peanut has been consumed by friends. Details on this later on in the program. But I want to begin with my concern about what's going on in the world with this virus, with the coronavirus. We're expecting to find out sometime today whether the World Health Organization will declare this a national or a worldwide, pardon me, a worldwide emergency, at which point I will truly begin to panic. I will I will not leave the house without a surgical mask. Is this something that's worrying you? The death toll from China's new flu-like virus, flu-like virus pardon me, has now risen to 17 in the one province in China where it has been reported. There has been a total of 444 total cases of coronavirus. There has now been a confirmed case in the United States. All of this, if you've lived in the city for a while, is probably making you think about one thing and one thing only, SARS. SARS, remember when that happened? Remember when they had to bring the Rolling Stones to town? That was, that's, I mean, that that's terrifying right there. Mick Jagger's going to get paid to come back if this gets bad. But SARS was much more serious, all joking aside. SARS, the outbreak in 2002-2003, that killed 800 people. So wait a second, this feels a lot like SARS. This is probably exactly like SARS. Am I right? Allison McGeary from Mount Sinai knows well enough about that. There are some similarities, there's no question about it, but this is this is not SARS, this is a different virus, and so far from what we know about it, it's not behaving in the way SARS was. So it, it doesn't mean it's not a problem, doesn't mean we don't need to be careful about it, but does mean really it is a different virus. That is Dr. Allison McGeer from Mount Sinai saying, calm down, it is not like SARS, and there have been considerable changes in terms of technology, And the way the World Health actually deals with this kind of thing, with the chance of a pandemic that would spread from one side of the world to another. But we are on top of this. Stay with us here on Global News Radio. We'll get the uh, latest for you from the World Health Organization, plus from Global News reporters who are heading to the airport to look into this whole screening thing. And, you know, there is some screening now underway at major airports in Canada. But you know what makes me feel better when I get really, really uptight, when I, when I start to worry about the end of the world, if I talk about provincial politics, I feel better. I don't know about you, it makes me feel better. And th- this news at the Queen's Park today, is this an indication of backsliding by the Doug Ford government? You may remember the Ron Tavner story, recall this? When the Premier appointed a personal buddy to be the head of the OPP, picked him out and said, that's the guy, changed the actual requirements for the job so that Ron Tavner could take the position, and then Mr. Tavner withdrew his name. Well, now, news that the Doug Ford government has appointed a Toronto police officer with conservative links to the Ontario Human Rights Commission. This one of two appointments. And there was a short list that was forwarded to the government of people that should be considered for this job. These two appointments, these two people, not 
on the list. And now there are all kinds of questions about, wait a second, who are we appointing to sit on the Ontario Human Rights Commission? That, is it not, an important job that's supposed to be absolutely above reproach and above any kind of accusation of bias. What is the government response to all of this? Travis Danresh is our Queen's Park Bureau Chief and joins me on the line. Hi, Travis. Hey, how are you? Well, I'm worried about the world ending. How about you? I'm glad that provincial politics gives you some kind of solace. It does. It makes me feel better. It just <laughs> looks good. <laughs> so the few that that makes me feel better. <laughs> um, yeah, listen. This is the backsliding. Possibly, you you mentioned the Ron Taverner case. There was also a slew of other appointments. If you remember, a couple of months ago, there was a case of uh, I think it was 25, 26 year old Tyler Albrecht who was going to get a position uh, in New York for three hundred odd thousand dollars. That turned out to be former Chief of Staff Dean French's son's lacrosse buddy. Uh, and there were a number of other uh, issues when it came to public appointments. Uh, so this one certainly has raised some eyebrows. The Toronto Star broke the story uh, last night. But Constable Randall Arsenault, he's 19 years with the Toronto Police Service, uh, is one of these two appointments. Uh, and you mentioned that some of the other applicants. Well, there weren't just a couple. There were 330 applicants for this commissioner's post, for these two commissioner's posts that were, you know, nobody really looked at them, or maybe they looked at them, but the, these folks were passed over for these two appointments. So we did reach out to the government. Uh, this is under uh, Ministry of the Attorney General, Doug Downey, who's not in town. He's out uh, in Vancouver. But they got back to us with a statement that essentially said, listen, uh, the appointment was made in accordance with the Ontario Human Rights Code, and, uh, you know, Basically, everything's tip-top above board here. And, I mean, I think we should be important to point out that we are, are not saying that these two people are, are not qualified. No, that's and not, and that's that's not the, the point. That's the thing, right? I mean, the, these two folks may be qualified. The, the question and the story is about the process and why were 330 applicants passed over for two that... Uh, well, it came out of nowhere. But there was a short list. There was a, a considerably shorter list that was actually forwarded on from the commissioner's office to the government, to the attorney general. And that I think there was like 30 names. And then the government said, well, we're not going to pick any of these 30. Yeah, exactly. And the, uh, the uh, Ontario's chief commissioner of human rights, Renu, uh, basically said that she didn't receive their applications as part of the, the package that was sent uh, to her. So she didn't even know that they had applied. So this kind of came as a, a surprise to her as well. And she's in charge over there. Well, you know, it, it seems like the government had sort of, you know, tried to at least, you know, show a face of turning a leaf after uh, Mr. French left, uh, after being caught up in that scandal that, that you mentioned. But it, it does seem here that... Now, are, are we just looking at it, do you think, from that prism? You know, like, we, you know, you should sort of look at every particular instance in, in its on of itself, but maybe we're just looking at it through this perspective because of what happened uh, last year. Sure, absolutely. And, I mean, I do think that there are some legitimate questions. Uh, you, you know, what 
how connected uh, is Constable Arsenal to the Ford family? Uh, certainly, you know, back in September of last year, there was Ford Fest in Vaughan, I think it was, uh, and there was a photo that surfaced that we asked Toronto Police about with uh, Constable Arsenal and another officer in uniform posing with the Premier. You asked and about this we, back when it happened, didn't you, if I recall? Yeah, I did, and essentially, uh, you know, the police said that, well, it was... Uh, uh, it wasn't a political event. It was a public event, and so they were able. They were there in their capacity as officers, and if they took a photo, oh well. Even though they're not really supposed to appear at political events in uniform. So, so that raises a flag back then, and now we have this. This gentleman, this this officer, now appointed to the Human Rights Commission of Ontario. Sure, and and, and again, it's not to say that uh, you know some of the work that he has done has not been. Um, you know, uh, great. 